What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, where we had a light Monday, no Wednesday, and now we're going to have a jam-packed Friday episode. Hope you had a great week. Hopefully you didn't miss the Wednesday episode too much, and if you did count on that to lift your spirits, too bad. Sometimes life's hard, and then you die. Eat Arby's. So, yeah, lots of reasons. Uh, I had my sister in town, and we were showing around Houston and doing stuff, and Life was busy, and I didn't plan ahead well enough for that. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have time to sneak one in, and then, no, we were busy. Busy going to the beach and um, leaving our hatch open and not realizing that our dome light killed our battery, and so then we had to get a jump on the beach and then going to NASA and seeing rockets, teaching teaching my sister, or my sister having the epiphany, the realization that Houston, we have a problem is because that's where mission control is, not uh, not one of those situations like the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, where they just, September 21st was the catchiest phrase. Uh, yeah, that's real life. She, she looks at me, she goes, oh, that's why they say Houston have a problem. I just thought they just said it because it was catchy. <laughs> oh, man, always an experience with, um, with my family. I'm including myself in that. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, uh, we've got some updates. First and foremost, after not having Snapchat for, I don't know, like five years, I have, I, have, I have my Snapchat back for one sole purpose, and really because of one sole listener. So I just want you to know as listeners the power that you have, that you can wield if you choose to. And that is the power to influence me. So basically a buddy who listens to the show and is now back on his hour-long drive to work, essentially, um, you know, they're... Plenty of people use Snapchat. Basically, I gave it up for a time for a few months, and then I tried. Like so many people do, like pop and stuff. They like don't drink pop for a year, and then they're like, okay, they do a challenge, and then they go back to drink it, and they're like, I hate this, and they end up never drinking pop again. That was me with Snapchat. I was like, ah, I'm not really using it, and I don't know. I just I don't remember what happened, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get off Snapchat. Got off of it, went to come back, and was like, yeah, no, I'm just still not interested, and I've lived Snapchat less for like four or five years now. However, I'm back in the game only for the sake of the pod. So, if you want to go add me, I might need to double check this. I'm pretty sure it's Gus the Bus 35. Um, I might have changed my name to the head Hanyak. We'll see. But that is my Snapchat. You can add me, and I will not respond or snap back to regular snaps, but... This will be another avenue for you to respond to me on the pod. Because essentially this listener told me, look, I don't know how to leave a voice memo, do whatever. I listen to you when I'm driving, and so the thoughts are hot. And so it's easy for me to be able to just hit record on my phone and I can talk because you don't want to text and drive, being responsible. And, and he literally texted me and said, yo, I don't know what to do. You get Snapchat. I'm sending you these Snapchat, these snaps, responding to your episodes. And I remember you don't have Snapchat. So uh, if you want to get my response, basically you need to get Snapchat. Yeah, he, he, he blackmailed. He ransomed it. He ransomed it, okay? He said, if you want the feedback, this is the price you're going to have to pay. And I w- said, for the pod? Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. And I went, and sure enough, it was like all, <laughs> two to three minutes of solid responses to my episode, and they were great, and I took notes on them. The only downside was, it was like, I want to be able to, you know, I say the voice memo because I can play live on the pod, but not everyone maybe wants to, to do that, so I can just, I can just read it, I guess. The problem is I got to take notes on these snaps, um, or I have to wait until 
I'm recording to play them, which is kind of what I've done today. But if it's several minutes of uh, of stuff, I'm not going to sit here and listen to. This is going to become. This is going to quickly become the Shane Pod, and it's just going to be. Hey, here's here's a snap for the next three minutes. So I don't know how how I'm going to do it, but that is now an avenue of which you can respond to the pod if you want to do that. And I thought, hmm, I might start putting some out related to the podcast on Snapchat. I don't even know how relevant Snapchat even still is. I know most kids are on TikTok and now they're doing Instagram and all this stuff, but I'm I'm doing my own thing. So, who knows? Who freaking knows? But there's your update. So if you if you're a Snapchatter, then and you and you are like, "Ah, that would be a convenient way for me to respond to the pod." Then there you go. Now you can go and add me. I don't know if you can send a message with a, with a friend request because I have some friend requests from people who who knows how long ago they sent it or recently because my profile's still there on Snapchat, but I am just not. I, I wish I could have seen last logged in or last online how, you know, 600 days, 800, 1,000 days ago probably because that would have been cool. But, oh, well, we're back on it. We're back doing that. So uh, we are going to end the show with, um, we're going to come back to that later. I've got, his initial response. And since then he has sent me more responses. So, uh, I've been asking for feedback, right? And I get it on a limited basis. Cause look, you're all hauling yaks out there. So I can only expect so much, but now it's the classic, like I want all the feedback. And then someone gives me all the feedback and, and my knee jerk is, Whoa, that's too much feedback. But no, it's not. I will not say that Overload me with feedback. It's a good problem to have. So, all right, on to the show. Well, let me just say this for recommendations. First and foremost, if you're ever in Houston, Space Center is worth it. You might gawk at $30 a ticket, but they earn every penny of that ticket. I mean, first of all, just you go in and it's like a giant atrium thing and they have all this cool stuff. Space in general is just wild. You know, and I think space is so far away and it has, and it's getting, coming back into being a hot topic again because it kind of died out for a for a number of years. And I don't have a hard stance either way of space exploration is the final frontier. It's a necessary avenue for human flourishing because we must strive to seek further, go far, you know, go farther, pioneer. It's built into our spirit to explore, adventure, and do that. And that's the last, the final frontier. And then other people say, it's just a waste of money. We're just a bunch of rich people want to send want to go up in space and play around and it's actually not bettering humanity. I don't know exactly where I stand. I, I see no real issue with doing space exploration as long as it's not in lieu of, say, some other necessary programs. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who say, yeah, if we didn't have all this money in space, but at the same time, I think it has its place. Anyways, Space Center Houston, holy crap. So you go in and it just, they've got all this stuff and it has all the new, you know, uh, there's Artemis, which is the new moon mission. And then the new lunar capsule is the Axiom? No, no, oh crap, no, that's a different company. Like, yeah, that we got a tour of, because my cousin works there. Oh my gosh. Orion, I believe, is the new lunar module for the next moon missions. And they had a little piece on Mars. Here's the thing that gets me, right, how vast space is. They were saying, yeah, take, you know, Three hours to get up into orbit, roughly, or to come back from orbit, from being in the Earth's orbit, you know, 250 miles up. It's a long ways. It's a four-hour drive on Earth as we know it, right? It's a long ways. So it takes several hours 
to get into orbit. But just the perspective of how far everything is in space. The moon, it's three-day journey to the moon. Three straight days, and you go like 20,000 miles an hour because you get into orbit, you get out, and then you fling yourself. And so you're moving, I mean, I think at a minimum it's like 15,000. You're moving, you're hurling so fast. So I just imagine this. Imagine getting in your car and then being inside of it for three days straight driving. I mean, you think how far you could go. You could drive and, and, and it takes you to get to your destination and it'll take another three days of nonstop. Let's say you could do this, right? Nonstop, not getting out of your car, nothing. How mind-boggling that is. And then ready for this? And then it's like six months to Mars. That is so far. And terrifying, too, that if you get stranded or like one of those space movies and you just float away when you're doing a spacewalk, terrifying. Because you just go and forever and forever. Oh, and oh, yeah, I'd take my helmet off instantly. Die. Yep. I'm not sitting. Well, I might float for a little bit just see how far I could get. Because at that point, I'm already dead. And so it's like, eh, we'll just enjoy the ride. But just how vast it is. I don't know. It, I had that childlike wonder about space because I, I, haven't, I haven't been in. <laughs> pun that space um that headspace for a while and interacting with you know space things for lack of a better term well then on top of that they have a replica of the 747 and then this shuttle the independence that you can totally walk through and then they have a falcon 9 rocket that's spacex that has been to space twice now that is part of the reusable rocket initiative thank you elon musk that's out there on display i jumped up and touched it as i walked underneath so i've i've been to space y'all i've touched space the vacuum of space have you because i have and then on top of that, they have a couple free tram tours that you have to sign up for, and there can be a line when it's busy. Fortunately, we decided to do it first thing in the morning because when we got back from the tour, it was like slam packed, and the tour tram tour line was insane. But it, you go, you go do it. They take you around because Na- the Space Center, NASA is a huge campus with think like giant college campus. Now all the buildings, instead of having cool names, they just have numbers: Building Forty Five, Building Seventeen. I mean, you can tell it was designed by space engineers. Because they they don't they don't waste any time on extra fluff. It's just that's building forty five. That's where we do that. Like it's just it's just practicality at its finest, which I personally appreciate. And then you get to walk through the astronaut training facility where they build. I mean, I guess you can call them replicas of every of the International Space Station of every single module. And uh, they have these cool space robots now. And we saw them testing one of those. And then we saw an astronaut. It was cool. He was on a hoist. And so they were able to lift him off the ground just enough or lift his weight to simulate gravity of the moon. And they had this little model and he's sitting there going through drills of what he's going to do on the moon. Here's the eerie part. There was five different people in hard hats with clipboards sitting there taking notes on every little aspect. Crazy. Yeah. And that's all included in your missions. And so that takes 45 minutes or an hour. And then you go to get to see the Saturn V rocket, which is the rocket they use to, for all the moon missions and everything. And they have one. It's laid out in a giant building and you can walk through it and you can stand next to 
the J1 and the J2 engines, which are just freaking massive. And you just insane what it takes. The engineering, when you look at one of these jet engines, all these pipes, tubings, and things like that, and I'm just like, I can't, I can barely understand the basic combustion engine in my car, much less these rockets. Golly. So it just, it just, there's an appreciation for the complexity, the preparation, the expertise. And how difficult this feat actually is. And you know me. I'm a proponent of doing doing hard stuff. And more and more, that's just I'm just like, yeah, nope, just do it. Get get hard. <laughs> just go do something hard. You know how it is. So that was really cool. Definitely worth it. Go and do it if you're ever down here. Um, it is it is well worth. And if you have kids too, there's plenty of kids stuff. But if you're an adult, there's plenty of stuff as well. I wouldn't even touch like they have like a little theater. You can go see, I don't know. The the galaxy, universe, whatever, the stars, I don't know, so much stuff, and we were there a little over two hours, and we, uh, probably close to three, and I mean, we did, we did most of, walked through most of it, it was really, really cool, so, space is awesome, in summation, and should not be frowned upon, personally, also, fun fact, you go to the beach, and like we did in Galveston, you go, when you drive up, you can back up, back your car up, and people just leave their hatches open, provide a little shade, and they just operate it out of, you know, they, they open their trunks or whatever. I mean, most of them don't have trunks, but like hatches, the SUVs and stuff. And so that's what we did. Make sure to turn your dome lights, your little door dome light feature off. Because otherwise, when you get in to leave three hours later, You'll get in, and some of your electronics will turn on, then you're going to start your car, and it won't start. So then you have to get your new buddy, who drives a caddy, and you and him already helped dig one car out who went through the deeps, tried to go through the deep sand and got stuck, and say, hey man, can you do another rescue, and just give me a quick jump? Now, I will say, we still had enough juice to... <laughs> my wipers got turned on somehow, and they were, they were just barely slowly creeping across the windshield. It was like I put them on, waited 10 seconds, and started my car, and we were good to go from there. So it was barely dead. Thank you, LED dome lights. But I was also a little disappointed that my Subaru wasn't smart enough to say, hey, we're going to drain the battery and start doing some annoying beep because they have an annoying beep for everything. And yeah, but who knows? Something, there's an idea for you Subaru so okay that's that's my summation of what I've been doing if you haven't checked out the little Debbie ice cream video go check it out make sure to go watch it posted a clip on the Instagram it's not very good I need to find people to do that for me so we're gonna do some uh now time for some gym notes that I've got some observations from the gym there's some nice cars that go to my gym and one day I come and there's a sweet Porsche like a sweet Porsche pulling up and I watch him and it's a, it's like a sports car. I don't even think it's a four door. I mean, even if it is, I mean, they're still sleek and compact and have all the features. He was trying to back into a spot, which typically is easier first and foremost. That's why back in with my truck, it just parks way easier that way, which is easier to do as long as you're competent. And can it's all about the initial setup, the little where you drive by and you curve and drive past it and get your get your initial angle right and you're golden. I watched him though unnecessarily adjust twice, not once, but twice to back into the spot. Now I get it. Benefit of the doubt here. I own a Porsche that nice. I'm I'm not gonna take any risks catching a curb or scraping. No, 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 no. It's all far too expensive. But also, I'm going to probably 
my so spatial awareness is what I call it. And basically it's how most people don't have very good spatial awareness of like their vehicle and where it actually is, you know, cause it can look like you're really close, but you're not that close. So learning, learning the sight lines and spatial awareness with your vehicle is important. I would, I would make that a priority upon getting a car that nice. If I ever have one is getting absolutely spatial aware, go into a parking lot and where there's and go to the barren part of the parking lot and just back in and out and park and do stuff. And you might say, wow, that's overkill. Yeah. I'm spending a hundred K on a car. Wouldn't you, right? R- rather than catch a curb and bend your rim and have to spend $3,000 on new new wheel? No. Mess up your axle? Something like that? I watched this dude twice, correct. And then he still barely got in, in, a, in a straight and even. And it just brought up, I said, if you, owning a Porsche is a privilege in the sense of you have to t- typically be in that financial position. But secondly, I mean, it's a high-end car. I feel there should be certain requirements to say, hey, I want to go get a Porsche. And let's say, all right, let's take this one out, see how you do. See if you passed our 10 point. See if you're worthy of owning a Porsche. It feels like something Porsche or any one of those luxury brands would do, Ferrari, Lamborghini. So to me, it's not outside their purview. But just seeing that, I said, bro, you should have to earn that Porsche just a little bit. Just it's it, being able to back into a spot. Come on. Getting a spatial, getting to know your car. I, I think it should absolutely be a requirement. If I walk into a Porsche dealership and I say, I want to own a Porsche and, I, and I'm a serious buyer and I can afford it and all that stuff. They should say, which one do you want? I want this one. Cool. We got a demo one. Let's take it out for a spin. Let's see how you do. And, and not anything crazy like your driving test, super nervous, but you just go drive it and be like, all right, here's how you get to know it. And, and maybe it's like, all right, we're going to come in and we're going to walk you through. Maybe it's a quick like, hey, um, you can agree to buy this. We can get you the car. And then all you have to do is this, you know, few hours of, of come in where we show you, show you everything to do with the car. We, we show you some techniques, driving, all that stuff. And then not like you don't know how to drive a car, but at the same time, these people are like, there might be an aspect of pride in that, but I'm just like, I don't know. I, I think it makes sense because that is just so, it's just disgraceful to be like, look at me in my cool Porsche. Can't even park it. It's like the classic, you know, you see, you see people driving cars. You're like, why are you driving that car? But that's the beauty of freedom is you can do, you can do that sort of thing. You can be an incompetent Parker, like not, not just like, Oh, he's just a little cockeyed. Like it was, pitiful one of the worst parking jobs i've ever seen completely incompetent and have this awesome porsche and i'm like bro i'm in here my f-150 nav with a bike rack a hitch bike rack on sitting here just whipping it all right like it's a freaking hyundai sonata or something like that get on my level dude oh big whoop you can put your pedal to the metal and do that and, and, and blow the brakes off me in a drag race, but you can't even back into a basic spot that you have no problem fitting in. I'm twice the size of your vehicle, and I fit in the same spot in half the time and probably a little bit better. So come at me, bro. <laughs> Got strong feelings on I don't know. Just when you have nice stuff, you should be able to, like, you should be, there should be some level of competence, but that's not the case. That's never going to be the case. This is, this is my utopian dream, if you will. And this one certain, I think there's certain problems, there's problems with a lot of utopian ideas and people take them way too seriously. Obviously don't take this one super seriously, but I think that's a worthy utopian idea, right? It's nothing too, too major, 
But it's 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 just enough where it's like you see someone in a Porsche, you know they're competent. Besides, you have money and they care about status or they really, really like cars or something like that. Oh, they're competent. Because a lot of people, I think, well, I think of the people like, say, Joe Rogan or Coleo Noir, who are very into cars. And so they're they're very competent in their vehicles. But that's not everyone. Some people, some dudes just have a lot of money and like the status symbol. So is what it is. All right. Also at the gym. There's this one, one person, I don't remember if it's a guy or girl, but, and I saw him and they were wearing the classic wired stock iPhone headphones. And I've seen them a couple times actually. And here's, here's my process of, I see that and I go, oh wow, wired headphones. And I almost have some level of respect. Maybe it's for the retro aspect of it or just like the, look, they're just a no, they're an absolutely no frill. They buy the phone. And they're like, I have headphones that come with this phone. I don't, why do I need to go get some fancy AirPods or whatever, what have you, you know, spend hundreds of dollars. And so some level of respect there. But then I quickly go to, well, all right, while I can respect that in one sense, and I think it's kind of cool, I also think it's kind of stupid in the sense wireless headphones, like it's not like they're brand new and like they were 15 years ago and they were super expensive and there's only three different kinds. There's a, I go to Ross and there's 15 different true wireless buds that I'm sure aren't great. I had once owned a $30 pair that were okay and lasted me almost a year. And that was my money's worth that are nothing amazing, but yet do the trick because I don't, to me, the days of wire, like, especially at the gym, when you're moving new, like having that wire hang around and you for, I remember I, countless times. About how many times growing up did I rip my headphones out because I caught the wire, you know? And you'd string, I'd string it through my shirt and then into my pocket and whatnot. And there's just so many limitations. And the barrier to entry to avoid that is so low that it, I almost get in the mindset of looking at that Porsche person of like, no, you're just being ridiculous. <laughs> just here, I, here's 20 bucks. Go to Ross and you can get, you can have your choice of three different Wireless buds. Sometimes you can find some nice ones by Skull Candy that are cheaper than you would just getting them regular retail, and you're set up. And it's gonna it's gonna be the same quality wise. It's not like these stock ones are super. You know they're not super duper quality, and maybe they're like, well, I don't want to use Bluetooth and drain my battery. And I'm like, first of all, that that is that kind of a thing of the past for an hour, right? Even if it drains your battery, surely you have a plug-in in your car. I don't know. Maybe you drive a 1959 Chevy, three-speed or something like that, whatever. And so I quickly turned, my little bit of respect turned more to scorn, just like the Porsche, and was like, ah, yeah, silly. I think it's I think it's more silly than cool. And if you're someone who still uses wired headphones, first of all, let me know the context because I'm not against them totally, but definitely in this aspect, I think it doesn't make sense because you're in there and you're going to be on different machines and I can just picture the cord getting in the way so much and it's so like it's the wireless headphones are so, so spread. There's so many options out there. So affordable. That just makes sense to me. And also, too, once those get sweaty, they get a little slippery. And if you don't have the right ear shape, they don't fit. My, my ear shapes are jacked. They, I always have to have the soft buds. So that's where I'm at. But, yeah, that was the, that was the second. I think this was in the same day, too. 
How crazy is that? All right, then this is, I was just fired up this day, mentally, I guess, just looking at everything and just looking at how wrong the world is, apparently. Finally, my final gym note, my final issue, if you will, has to do with the term gym etiquette. You might be saying, gym etiquette? What's wrong with gym etiquette? And I, I just remember seeing something, a phrase talking about gym etiquette. And I don't know why I'm thinking of this now, but you think etiquette and you think prim and proper and all this. And I think I combine that thought with thinking about like st how stupid planet fitness is the judgment free zone, unless you lift like a power lifter, a go hard person or someone who's really pushing themselves to the max and you make a little bit of noise, then we, we judge one specific type of person, but we're in no judgment zone. It's classic, classic stuff, right? No judgment unless you're this person. Unless you're one of these five, you do one of these five things or wear this certain clothes, then we vary judgment. No, 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 you have your type of person, Planet Fitness. Quit hiding behind your judgment freezer. You have a lunk alarm that people can, people can go and push if they feel uncomfortable. Because somehow me dropping the weights after I just incline bench 65s and my arms are shot and I can't lower them nice and slow. But I drop them three inches and it makes a little rumble and that makes you upset that I am now, oh no, I'm feeling judged. I'm too focused. I could give a rip. You're the one worried about everyone else. Lift harder. You should be lifting so hard you can't focus on anyone else unless it's, is someone on that machine? Yeah, someone's on that machine. Hey, how many sets do you have left? Or you're like, I'm gonna go do something else. So anyways, wow, that was not the direction I was intending to go. So hate Planet Fitness, but gym etiquette. I, and, I, and I saw some note about, oh, it's good gym etiquette to do this. And I just think, and then I thought about Planet Fitness and I was like, that's when gym etiquette turns into a bad thing. And really my thought was, can we get a better term for like the rules of the gym or how to act in the gym? Etiquette to me feels too prim and proper. For me, the gym is where someone, everyone, someone's there, we're, everyone's there, we're grinding, we're we're, we're pushing ourselves, we're building our bodies, we're getting healthy. Like every, I, my mindset to the gym is like, we're all here to go hard, okay? We're here to go hard, we're all here to work out, we're all here to get strong, build resilience, physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, this isn't, this isn't a place for soft people in the sense of like, oh, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna do this little thing and oh my gosh, you're being a little aggressive. No, lock in on what you're supposed to do and, and go hard at the gym. Okay. Tune everything out, get in your zone and do that. And that's what we're all, and we can all look around and see each other doing that sometimes and say, yeah, like I will maintain, I'm never mad at anyone. I don't judge people at the gym, right? Like, right. Like sometimes you see there's crappy people out there who might video someone who's, we'll say morbidly overweight and they're at the gym and they're struggling and, or, you know, and they're doing something weird. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you are at the gym, you're putting in that work. Mad respect. We, we are on the same team. I'm for you. I'm cheering you on. Push yourself. Now, I don't want you to be doing like reckless stuff, obviously, because I don't want you to hurt yourself. But yeah, no, I'm happy. Anyone at the gym who's there to work, they're putting that work good for you. But for whatever reason, gym etiquette, it just feels too snooty for me, for the attitude that I have towards the gym, right? It's like, look, these are the, 
you know, I think I think of the gym as a little bit more of a gritty place, a blue collar place, and etiquette feels like a white collar term. And I get it. This is just this is just a dumb thought. So don't like take this too seriously here. This is just my dumb brain doing dumb stuff, my meathead brain now. And I was just like, we got to get a better term. Like, I, I agree. There are certain rules of the gym. But I, I don't remember. I saw something. They're like, proper gym etiquette is doing that. And I was like, don't. You shouldn't be worried about that. Stop it. If you're over here worried about that, no. We're here to go hard. As long as people are going hard and they're not being disrespectful people, they're not jacking machines, they're not hogging weights or areas or being just total, total douchebags, we're good. And that's how it should be. So. We need a new term for gym etiquette is in short what I'm saying. And I mean, you could just say like, I almost said, what was it? Gym manners. Manners sounds even worse. This isn't the dinner table. This is the gym. I don't know. I think it's like the rules of battle for the gym, the battle rules. Or the oh, oh 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 rules of engagement. There we go for the gym. That's what I'm talking about, right? Because you're going to battle. All right, you're going to battle to build yourself, to fight for your health. And you might think, wow, this is way too intense for the gym. Like I've alluded to before, doing these hot trots, doing hard stuff, pushing myself. I think I'm unlocking this little side of me that's like a one one hundredth of like David Goggins type stuff intensity, and I'm a little scared of that. That if that awakens and keep going where I might end up, but also it's really exciting. And I'm just becoming more and more hardline on people like, well, there's this or that. Everyone, everyone's got a thousand excuses to not do any given thing. So that should, that's your reason for why you should go and do it. Cause there's always plenty of excuses not to do something. And, and, and e- there's easy ways to weasel out. So that's, that's why that's when you look at that and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and look at all the excuses. I'm going to do this thing, right? I'm going to go to the gym and get strong. So rules of engagement is what it should be at the gym. Okay. And there are certain rules, right? Like you don't need to be, there's a difference between like having to like push yourself, make some noise, be like, you know, and, and when you're lifting heavy and, and then guys be like, bad, bad, like that's, that's obnoxious. People can be obnoxious. There are, there are, if you're, if you're doing hardcore, like power lifting, where you're like, and you're all chalked up and juiced and all that stuff. Maybe go find a specific powerlifting gym if you're just at a regular gym. But other than that, like, I really don't. Even then, I'm like, no. Dude, this is, this is where he comes to work, and he put it in his work, and I see that as an example. Yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit weird, but then I go, doesn't matter, doesn't affect me. I'm here to work on my own stuff. So, wow. <laughs> Got, had, some, had some demons to exercise there, apparently. <laughs> Pun intended. So gym etiquette is a stupid term. It's rules of engagement at the gym. That is the term that we're going with. Okay. I think that's everything. Oh gosh. Yeah. Do I even want to talk about that? Do I even want to talk about that? Honorable mention for topics. Um, We're in a recession, but then the powers that be tried to change the definition of recession, say it's not a technical recession. And um, this is a dumb semantic game that people are playing. Don't fall for it. We are in a recession by the traditional definition that has been around for as long for forever that everyone unanimously agrees with. So, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. The, the levels of denial. I didn't think we would see this much, this, this deep, this depth of denial with, we'll say this administration 
with just how the the this has the spinniest of spin. If this was a basketball spinning on someone's finger, it would be going. It would be burning the, the skin off the, the tip off their finger, melting their fingernail because it's spinning so fast. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. So how are you? How are you handling the recession? I'm doing okay for now, but we'll see. So okay, now I've got some catching up to do on Shane's feedback. So we're gonna dive in to this is the Snapchat. This is a Snapchat feedback, okay? So shout out, shout out to Shane. Thank you for doing that. You, I got Snapchat solely for you and the feedback. And anyone else who would like to give me feedback via Snapchat, just know it kind of complicates things a little bit. But look, if that's your if that's your mo, that's your mo. All right, you're if, we're we're all Hanyaks here, and I'm gonna respect your Hanyakness, and uh, I will, I I will I will I will. I'll make the moves, okay? Make the moves necessary. Okay. So you, it was a good decision not to play it live. Sorry, Shane. It's just, it's like three minutes of just great. It is so funny. Oh my gosh. I would love to grow this show or switch things around to where it's like maybe more of a streamer or video version setup, and I could play those snaps. They are so funny. Oh, <laughs> my cheeks hurt from laughing. <laughs> All right, so we got to catch up on a bunch of feedback because because me not having Snapchat and he's powering through so many episodes, there's a billion things going on. So jumping back several, several um, episodes, weeks even. And so we're just going to, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be Shane's, Shane's corner. All right. For, for, for all the feedback, that is much appreciated, and I want it to keep coming. And Shane, if you want me to play these snaps, at least the audio, um, on the episode, just let me know. Also, um, yeah, just let me know, and I'll, I'll do it. But I just don't know how the quality is going to come out playing it through my phone into my microphone, and so it's just better off left. So we got feedback. First and foremost, <laughs> I don't know where to start. We'll just start here, right? Something that I totally forgot about, and he listened to the episode where I talked about favorite animal. And he takes issue that I had a stupid answer of saying I am my favorite animal and said uh, and called me out, made a good point that I said, if I was an animal, I'd be something awesome. He said, which then in turn means that I acknowledge I am not currently an animal, which is why I will leave my answer and I am my favorite animal. He said, just go with Eagle. To that, I say no, Shane. As the head honyak, as a Lifelong Hanyak, hard-headed Hanyak, I say no. So, I will maintain that. Going back to the big Subway Tattoo Fest, which I saw no follow-up headlines on, so it must have been pretty boring. He would get the 12 by 12 Subway for that 50K. If you, don't, if you don't remember that, basically Subway was doing an event in Vegas, and you can go get a free tattoo from some dude who's on Ink Master, a show I don't watch, and... For if you got a 12 by 12 either on your chest or your back of their new subway logo thing, a 12 by 12, one one foot by one foot. That's big. It's your whole chest, your whole back. Basically, you could get a quote unquote lifetime supply of subway. It's basically fifty thousand dollars worth of subway. Don't know. How, I said they would need to give me a gold, platinum, silver, super cool card that says lifetime subway, and you know, not just a regular old gift card. That was my personal preference. Uh, but Shane, Shane said he would get it. He wouldn't get the other one. And to that, I say you're smart. I wouldn't get any of them, just, but I could. 
I could make a case and probably convince myself to get the 12 by 12. So he's a yes on the 12 by 12, the no on the other ones, which was like free subway for a month or a week. Or no, no, a month and then a year. And I was like, that's garbage for a tattoo. Yeah, garbage. So let's see. Uh, I talked about shades and sturdy gal shades. That's a throwback too, right? And his big question was, how much does it cost to make sunglasses? It no way it costs $80, $90 to make these sunglasses that are over 100 bucks. He says 10 bucks. He's a $10 shades man, and I can respect that because he is going to lose them, break them. He said splurging would be spending 15 or 20 bucks on shades. Respect. Mad respect. And I think that's a lot of people roll. I, I fall in this weird middle ground where I find these cool shades, and they're like 50 bucks, but I catch them on sale, and I'm willing to spend a little bit more, but I'd say my cap is probably... 60 to 75 and just because I know if I get absolutely cheap shades, I'm absolutely going to break him. If I spend a little bit of money, I'll take care of him. But, um, I, even if I, but, but there is a threshold where it's like, if I spend more than that, I'm being reckless. So there it is. Uh, his top three little Debbie, we got top three little Debbies. I told you guys send those in, right? Cause we've, just the little Debbie saga goes on. He said his pecan, is it spin wheels or pinwheels? Pinwheel. Mm, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick research. I think it's pecan spin wheels. I'm pretty sure it is. Yep, it is. Okay, good. I don't know why I wrote pinwheels in my notes. Those ones are delicious, and I do remember I'd unravel them and eat the outside and out eat them like a fruit roll up or a fruit by the foot. Where I'd unroll it, I wouldn't eat it as a whole because the the middle was so soft and delicious, cinnamony and pecan-y. Um, and the outside, you know, is because just how the nature of things go, right? The, the, the middle is kind of, we'll say warm and gooey, even though it's room temperature and the outside isn't. And so I would like to get rid of, get through the bad to get to the good. That's how I eat them. So his, his top three are, is pecan spin wheels, fudge rounds, and Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls would be like an honorary mention for me. They were, they were good when I had them, but we didn't have them on the reg and they just, they weren't my absolute jam. So. Here's where I take issue, Shane. He told me, he stated that he just had oatmeal cream pie for the first time recently. His 70 plus years of life, and this man, he's not actually 70. It's an inside joke, so sorry. He just recently had an oatmeal cream pie. Are you kidding me? Are you flipping kidding me? And he said it was good, but not his favorite. And I'm not going to sit here and hold to everyone should love the oatmeal cream pies. If you don't like, oatmeal or you don't like a cream pie then why would you like that so little debbie little debbie's got enough for everyone right my wife of course she was like why does no one say zebra cakes and i was like because that's a tip that's that's a different animal <laughs> pun in, man i'm punny today uh, and and look because they're not that great i'm not a zebra cake. that's a totally different type of person who's the zebra cake fandom is totally different okay it's not jonas Bro brothers and bieber fans you know 10, 12 years ago where there was the Venn diagram was basically completely overlapping. Um, you know, it's like Justin Bieber and Mozart. Okay. It's like totally two totally different demographics. All right. And that's what that is. So uh, Shane, thank you for sharing your top three. And then let's see if I can remember what else you, what else you just responded to on. Cause I took notes on the first round of snaps. I did not take notes on, Oh, running red lights. 
mad uh, respect and agreement to you said there's one jack light that will skip once or twice or something in the morning and so you and everyone else on this bridge near where you live run this red light if no one's coming you would quick one two that's a stop sign treatment i've done that especially anyone who's ridden a motorcycle and if some lights if it's just you when you're you know it's late or early there's just no traffic um, there was a light by my old school. I would run all the time on my motorcycle when, cause he was early in the morning or late after a football game that was out of town and, um, and the light just wouldn't change. It won't, the sensors won't always pick up a motorcycle. So you just got to make moves, right? Houston though, it's people, it's like good stoplights that will change relatively fast and people just roll up and I watched one dude not even slow down, just 30 miles, 35 miles an hour blasted through this stoplight now it had decent sight lines meaning it was a it was a one way so it was only people come from the left and you could see but just no fear screamed through it and and that's the level of, of red light running that is in huge that's a total i would say those are totally different ball games one of them is reasonable in the sense that you and everyone else knows know what's going on in that light and you act according like no cop in their right mind would see like a group of cars blast through that light and be like, what do they do? And be like, oh yeah, that cop probably knows. That cop will probably lead the charge. They're better at least, otherwise they're being a butthead. And, um, well, that's right. You said, it, you said that you were not interested in the Little Debbie ice cream flavors that I had. And that's fair because you said fudge rounds, Swiss rolls, pecan spin wheels, all that good stuff. That's an ice cream you would go for. I can respect that as well. They didn't, all they had was honey buns was the only other flavor I saw. So if someone out there has seen more, I see Little Debbie either release them one at a time and make it a big deal or release them all for a big special occasion, your 50th anniversary. I don't know how old Little Debbie is, um, but you know, big anniversary and release a whole lineup, do an exclusive thing. That'd be the way to do it. So, uh, but instead, you're playing these love games, and it's a treasure hunt, which I can also kind of respect because it's just not—it's not super casual. It's like, what the? Where's this coming from? So, but from 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 a boy Shane, please, um, little Debbie, get some of those flavors for all these people or any of those crazy people like zebra cakes. Make a zebra cake one, I guess. I don't really care about that, but I would—I mean, I would try all those ones that you like. I would try a Swiss roll one. I bet it would be great. Pecan spin wheel. I don't really like fudge rounds, but I, I'm sure as an ice cream, why wouldn't that translate? Well, it would absolutely translate well. Um, good luck with your sore throat. Use a megaphone. Uh, when you're yelling, quick pro tip. So you guys couldn't hear this, but he had struggled to lose his voice a little bit. You need to learn to yell from your diaphragm. And basically when you're in your car or somewhere by yourself, because this would make you look like a crazy person, you can sit there and just basically go, Oh, oh, and just do that over and over again and really push from your stomach and your diaphragm. You're a band teacher. You know this. You're, an in, you're a musician, right? You're a band guy. So, uh, you know what? I changed my tune. I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed you lost your voice yelling at kids because you, of all people, should know how to breathe properly. I don't know. You don't, you play drums, I think. So, you're percussionist. So, you may, so maybe. Here we, I'm, I'm just going to need you to lay, lay this down because you don't play stuff that requires, you don't play the, the, the stuff that requires blowing with your mouth, right? Okay. So never mind. Maybe, maybe that doesn't make sense. And you wouldn't, yeah. Percussion, per, percussion kids were the obnoxious kids who wanted to be in band, but just like to make loud noises. Um, usually hyperactive. 
but actually a lot, I find out a lot of my friends, a lot of my good friends over the years have all been percussionists. And I always, I always hold to that. I, if I think it would have been good for me to learn drum, I would make a great drummer. Just, I have the aesthetic, I have the energy. I just don't have the ability or training. So, but that's another instrument where I'm like, man, that'd be dope to like, I, I think I could really get behind the drums. It'd be a good outlet for me just to go and jam on the drums. I always love it. Drums are one of my favorite things to watch. So, yeah, never mind. Uh, shame retracted that you lost your voice because I don't think that's your area of instrumentation. I had to correct myself. Got a little ahead of myself there. I apologize. But yeah, practice from your diaphragm. I know you're a drummer, so you don't, you don't, you don't do this. You just, you speak with your, every other part of your body, um, except your, your mouth really. Um, and usually drummers are doing weird stuff. You ever know they're always like, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of slack jaw sometimes and just like mouth open, like, bro, shut your mouth. The bug will fly in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I retract that shame. Um, and I think that was it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your feedback and friendly reminder to anyone else out there. If you want to leave your Snapchat feedback, while we don't have, I'm still toying with the idea of adding video format permanently, whether in form of a live stream or doing like I did with a little Debbie thing, maybe doing little 15 minute deals, just shorter, shorter videos. Uh, let me know what you think. You enjoy that. Uh, would you like to do more? And for those people who didn't watch it, go freaking watch it so you can get the the visual experience it's only 13 or something minutes uh, i'm curious shane said something weird about some timestamp or something and it goes back to the beginning and there's there's like an extra two minutes at the end i don't know what that's about so i might go check it out but if anyone else knows what he's talking about snap me voice memo me text me any all of the above that'd be pretty funny someone so contact respond to one thing at a time and respond in five different using five different methods an email a text message, a voice memo, a Snapchat, and then like a DM on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. That'd be hilarious. And uh, I would definitely give you a huge shout out on the show. And you would join. Oh, man. So how many kills in the Air Force make you an ace? What would be the equivalent of that of using every, every mode of contacting the show? There's an idea. What would that be, right? What would we call that in Viking terms? It would probably have to be something along the lines of maybe that earned you a berserker title. If you don't know, the berserkers were the people who like did shrooms and wilds, like psychedelic type drugs. So they wouldn't feel pain and they go into battle and just like demolish people. And that's essentially what you're doing in a less, <laughs> in a different sense is you're, you're just exhausting every mode of communication and feedback you can give. And so that would earn you, um, you would be a berserker, maybe. <laughs> maybe or maybe there's just a special distinction of Vahanyak and uh I don't know we'll see though but that'll do it for this Friday edition a uh, lot like I said it was jam-packed hope you enjoyed it love to know your feedback um what's your top three little debbies keep sending those in and which little debbie flavor of ice cream would you most want to see I'm I'm out here for these star crunches okay have you found them have you tried any of the little debbie ice creams would you and uh, go check me out. Gustabus35 on Snapchat is, is what it should be. I'm too lazy to check right now. So let me know what you think about requirements for someone to own. Would Porsche be considered a supercar brand or just a luxury car? But for own a car like that, what, what do you think? What do you think about just having some very, very minimum requirements, right? 
Like, just, hey, just a quick walkthrough. Like, you can't be going around giving Porsche a bad name, being like, look at this idiot who, had, who who can afford a Porsche, but he can't drive to save his life, you know? He's just a dumbo. I mean, he's smart in some business sense in that he has a job or does something business-wise to have that kind of money, but... Also, he could be mismanaging that money and, and like a lot of professional athletes do when they get all this come into all this money and they don't have any sense of how to manage it and they go broke in two years. So, right. And it's just like, wow, all that judgment coming in hot in a judgment free zone like the gym. Look, the parking lot, there's no rules in the parking lot. OK, that's what I'm saying. Gym etiquette is out. Rules of engagement for the gym are in. That is what we call them. Those are the rules of the gym that we live by and just your basic rules if you want me to do a list of just like the general rules at the gym of let's call it see common courtesy even sounds better but the rules of engagement of how you should move and operate through the gym where i draw my lines for behaviors attire and certain things in the gym and compare that to where other people draw their lines that could do that on uh, the monday episode i also realized it is now august and i owe you guys a book review so be on the lookout we'll be doing that very soon as well but that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you had a great week. If you didn't, the weekend's here. Go make a great weekend. We'll see you right back here next time. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off.